This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Just to lift your spirit, make you want to revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit. Old folks say we dig it. So tell everybody, where are you right now? Why are you not with me? I am in Orlando, Florida for the pageant. We're here to support our girl Fantasia tonight for the pageant for the win. Hey, so we'll see yes. how that goes. Yes. And yeah, and I'm coming home tomorrow. So yeah, and I've been looking like the mass singer since I've been here. <laughs> and guess what's going to the pageant with me tonight? Guess what I'm taking? Lysol. Right. We knew that. Exactly. Period. 
Don't get close because you might get sprayed. <laughs> well, we do want to take this opportunity to officially welcome everybody to Laugh and Learn. Like we said, things are a little different today. Flame's not here. I'm by myself. And we've got to go live from our respective social medias to make this uh, episode happen. But we're going to make it work. So I'm going to take this opportunity to bring in our other co-host, Mr. Nick Smith. Hi, Nick. Hey, that's what we do. We make it work. I'm trying to make sure I'm in the right spot. Am I okay, Lauren? Yeah, you look good. I'm on my phone. I'm not even on the iPad because we had issues with it. So we're making it work. We're making it work. That's what we do. You know, it's almost like uh, Mother Voucher has left and now we have keys to the house that we can just run wild. Right. I snuck in. (laughs) Well, actually, the the kids let me in. So the kids let me in the house. So I'm here. I have to say, this is very different. I don't know. I, I, this is it's just uh, funny seeing I, you've gotten smaller. See, the scre- you, you're on the smaller <laughs> screen now. Will we still get the <laughs> same personality? Are we, are we having weight issues here? What, what, what do you mean about it? I, I hear underlying. Is this about weight? Why, why, must, why must we always start at the weight? So if you guys do not know, if you follow me regularly, let me put it like this. I identify as laughing learning today, but I'm feeling quite love lounge-ish. Okay? <laughs> Listen, them <laughs> eyes, them eyes is telling the story for you, so you don't even have to say anything. Absolutely. Uh, I identify as love lounge-ish. Love lounge-ish. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, make sure you tell our girl what's up, and we appreciate her, and we're sending her support from across the miles. You know, we had a lot of things we were talking about this week. I think we should just go ahead and jump on in and get started there, right? Happy Monday. You know, one of the things we always do is we start off with things that have kind of like impacted us this week or whatever. And I sent you all uh, this earlier because I think I want to give a shout out to Kim Janey. Kim Janey, for those who may or may not know, is now like the first African-American woman to be mayor for the city of Boston. So that is just huge. I just thought that was fantastic. Black girl magic. We are taking over. She didn't win it, but but she was moved into that position. It don't matter how we get there, as long as we get there. Exactly, representation matters. Mm-hmm. Black girl magic matters. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about that. that. I, I, know, I know all. Of, I know all about that. Every time. Oh, this ain't that show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this ain't that Bad flame, my bro. Bad flame. See, there's there's nobody there flame to touch you uh, to see if you smell good because we don't know how you smell today. I gotta touch you virtually. I'm touching you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, before we go move on to all this drama we got going on in this country, I want to say uh, I hope you guys had a chance to watch the Tina Turner documentary over this weekend. It was so fantastic and so moving. And when I tell you that Miss Tina is living like the grand queen that she is, oh my God, it was her home is beautiful. The story got beautiful even through all the. Y'all gotta watch it. It was very entertaining. And then a fat, pretty bitch put up some Tina pictures. That would be me. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all gotta yeah, watch it. And I will say those pictures look quite lovely. Those pictures, for, if you all are wondering what Flame is talking about, they're on her IG page. So take a look at those pictures when you get a chance and you'll see uh, Tina in various forms. <laughs> Did you watch it, Lauren? Did you I like did. it? I love the documentary. I learned some new things uh, about Miss Tina Turner. Um, I definitely recommend everybody go and watch it. Um, the thing that kind of shocked me the most, though, I'm going to just say this, is when her son Craig said that Ike threw um, scalding hot coffee on her and gave her third degree burns. Listen, I'd have gone to jail for murder. But anyway. That was a different time, though, Lauren. I'm telling you, women, 
It, not that it was more accepted, but it just, it was like almost like commonplace and women just yeah. dealt with it. And, you know, you, you we say this now because of the whole women's liberation, but it was just, back then it was just, and then you don't say nothing. Even when you knew it was going on, you just kind of push it up under the rugs. It's jacked up. But now it's too over. Everybody got a Me Too movement. Somebody to touch me inappropriate shit. Well, I, well, I, well, I invited it, so I'm going <laughs> to... Yes, you are. You know, it just it shows you again how times have changed. It's uh, fun you would say that, Lauren, because uh, the show Mad Men, there was a character who um, uh, he was this, you know, suave, the lead, the lead character, whatever. And I remember saying to my mom, because he ended up marrying this girl who's so young and attractive. And I'm like, I just don't get that. She's like, what? I said, why would she marry him? He's like, divorce and she's young and attractive she has the world in front of her she's like well nick women did that then that that was he was considered a good catch you you did things like that then women weren't always wanting to lead their own way and be their own person they wanted to attach to something like uh, draper uh, don draper or something like that. he was supposed to be a good catch and i'm like the way he treats wow okay but but there you go so well that changed. Listen, that though I can understand though because marriage, yes, the I feel like the love comes secondary. Marriage is a business contract first and foremost. If you want to get married, <laughs> that's a business contract. So that Nick, I understand that it was the the abuse. I just you know, but like Flame said, maybe it was a different time. Women are more li liberated now, and we're more outspoken. But listen, that scalding hot uh, pot of coffee mm -mm, that not wasn't me. happening. That, that wasn't me. happening with Lauren. They like mm -mm. so notice. And you can and you can see the bruise on one. On, I think it's on her right, or maybe her right arm. You can see the actual bruise on her arm because she showed it. Y'all gotta watch the Dixon documentary. I love the fact that Tina is still alive, and we heard these words from Tina. It wasn't yeah. somebody telling her story after she had passed on. I wish more people of 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 a certain age, you know, would start telling their own stories because it just it reads better to me. Flame, I'm glad you said that because that's the same thing. You know, you and I both like Diana. I would love for Miss Ross to tell her own story. We've read a lot of things about Miss Ross. I would love for her to tell her own story about is it true that, you know, people couldn't look her in the eye and things like that. Like, I can't believe that's who she is. Uh, but I do believe that like Aretha, like you and I talked about Flame, she knew who she was. She knew the power she brought into the room and probably uh, demanded that respect from you. Like, you're not just going to, yo, Diana, no, wait, wait a minute. You will say Miss Ross. You know that type of thing. That's just Detroit, baby. Detroit gangster, like that. <laughs> D town in the house. D town. Let me tell y'all. I was I was having a good, I'm having a good vacation. Of course, I'm in a hotel room. I turn on the TV. I turn on the news. What's on the headlines today? Two things. One is going we gonna get serious about for real. But the first one was about this whole Fauci uh, Birch shit coming out after the fact. I see it from jump. Don't throw the rock and hide your hand. When you are in a position to say something, to save some people, you should have said something. I don't want to know 500,000 deaths later. I don't. Keep it to you. That was just lip service. I ain't banned it. Yeah. That's, and, a, that's a touchy subject for sure, though. But I think, I think in a lot of ways, a lot of people are going to find fault with Dr. Fauci and Deborah Burks for the simple fact that they felt like they knew they, they had the information and they didn't correct Trump. But we've talked about this on this show, too. When it came to Trump, you know, he had a lot of blackmail on people and different things to, you know, whatever the situation was as to why 
people chose not to speak out against him. So I think that's probably something that's going to follow them the rest of their career at this point is people are just going to feel like they didn't share enough information and they knew better. I think so. two things with that, Lauren. I think uh, Fauci, once again, has an opportunity to rewrite his narrative because he's still in it. Makes sense. And he led the nation through the whole AIDS pandemic. So he has he has like um, equity built in. Uh, no, he didn't lead the nation through it. He was the one who was pushing ADT, killing them. I was right there with you, Nick. Oh, I was right well, there with you. If, if you'll remember, he was also the only one who would meet with ACT UP. You know, like they, they were trying to get an audience. And so he was trying anything that they could. But I didn't want to. Again, again, he did meet with ACT UP, Nick. After how many deaths? Yeah. After yeah, how yeah. many times beating people? It's still the same bullshit. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Just his paycheck. I will say this, Nick. Being that I do work for an AIDS organization, a lot of people that I work with are not fans of Fauci, who are who were entrenched in the AIDS movement because it's to like what Flame said. They on the ground in the beginning, yeah. They but they're still not a fan of him to this day gotcha. because of what he did around the AIDS around the AIDS movement, especially the AIDS pandemic, in terms of you know providing accurate information and. AZT and all these different things. So Flame is right. That's all I'm going to say in terms of a lot of AIDS <laughs> activists don't aren't don't, uh, friends yeah. or aren't aren't, uh, aren't fond of Dr. Fauci. I'll say that. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on there. Flame said, uh, shoot, you know, we were talking about Dr. Bricks and, and, and Fauci, of course. But Flame, you've often said this, too. Uh, every time you say something, somebody else comes right behind it and kind of echoes what you say. And you say there's there's not heck wrong with me. I, I, I just look like this. Right. So I ain't shit wrong with me. I just look like this. Can y'all see me? Can I get good light? Cause ain't shit wrong with me. I just look like this. So <laughs> this man be working. Sometimes it don't be working when it's supposed to, but it always works. And I don't forget shit. You, ass Nicholas. you are also never a fan <laughs> of Jerome Adams. So Jerome Adams tweeted this morning. Fascinating to see zero support for Dr. Bricks, the lone female doc in the room, even among women. Solo dad O'Brien immediately jumped on him and said, leadership was tested in this pandemic and many, many people failed. It does not take courage to give support to a lying narcissist. This is BS and you know it. Goodbye, Dr. Adams. And I was like, I said, Flame, did you write that until so? Right, baby, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My judge of character sometimes be a little off. I think it'd be half. For the most part, I can, I, can, I can tell it. I've been around too many hustlers. I know it. I just, you can smell it. I'm telling you. And the obvious sometimes is right there in our face. We just have to open our eyes and see it. Well, I, I just came back. There's no trust for me there. And I, tr I did trust the science on the whole vaccine, but I never trusted the politics. They made it political. Anywho, we don't get on that. So that was one of the things we were talking about. <laughs> Number two, I turned on the news. And remember last week when I said sometimes I don't want to put things, invite them into my psyche, into my DNA. I hate to, you know. I thought I had the feelings of watching George Floyd murdered in our eyes. I thought those feelings in me had subsided. And then I watched this this morning and it just like somebody just opened up the wound fresh and poured some fucking alcohol on it. And it hurt all over again. And, and, and the, the hypocrisy of them trying to push that he died for some already ongoing issues. I'm telling you, it is it's so scary and so crazy and it's kind of unbelievable. Like, I can't believe I'm actually living in this. This sounds like some shit that they wrote in a book that somebody thought, but we actually living in it right now. It, it, it hurt. It just really did hurt me. It really scared me, too, because I got teenagers that's driving. 
Nick, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts before I say anything. Go ahead. No, Flame and I were kind of talking about this earlier, and we mentioned you earlier. I said, Flame, you know, I think one of the reasons this resonates for us so much, because, Lauren, you're much younger than we are. So you That's weren't, fine. You weren't, you weren't, you know, you weren't <laughs> moving in this space when we watched Rodney King. We watched that play yeah. out, and it seemed like, um, and I know you know the history. That's not what I'm talking about as much as being there in the moment. So yeah. George Floyd, to me, it, it, it just seems like, I, I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's gut wrenching. You know, people often use that uh, that term. I think uh, rather you know loosely, but I don't know how to describe it other than what Flame said. It's just it just it just pulls at you like how anybody could see this and not be torn or affected by it. I just don't know. Yeah, um, I've been watching the trial all morning, and I agree with both of you guys. I think to have to continually one, I'm more so. My heart goes out to his family because the fact that they have to keep reliving this experience mm -hmm. of, you know, of, of his death, his kids, you know, his sister. Like, it's just I, I just don't have the words for it. You know, it's going to be something that, you know, it's going to stay with them forever. And I just really I don't have the words for it. I just my my heart goes out to them. I'm going to continue to pray for them. I hope that justice is served and we actually get a conviction Girl, you better stand on home because i'm sitting here seeing it in my head i'm telling y'all now if they don't sentence this man correctly oh my i just oh my god just the aftermath of it all because i'm like you lord we we i, I had on my i didn't even have to have my glasses on to yeah. see a clear murder happening in my face yeah exactly it's murder at the end of the day and i think that it's very um it's degrading the fact that they're trying to shift the narrative, like Flame said, to where, oh, he died from pre-existing health conditions and a drug overdose when that's not the case. It's also come out that he was actually being, you know, forcefully knelt on for nine minutes and 29 seconds and not the original eight minutes and 46 seconds that we thought. And the fact that Derek Chauvin had his knee on his neck for an additional five minutes after he was even unconscious. So I hope that the system actually works in our favor for once i also hope that if he is convicted that he doesn't get an appeals process to the point where you know he gets to be liberated or exonerated from his charges and from what i'm reading too there's a lot of there's some people on the police department for instance that are going to be um testifying against derek chauvin so i think that there's some hopeful glimpses of light in this trial we'll see if how it actually plays out but i hope that justice is served and, you know, at the end of this, if riots do happen, I hope that, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. Let me just say that I hope that we are we are able to come to a peaceful conclusion at the end of the day, because this family is hurting. That That's what I'll say. Yeah, and, and, and Lauren and all that, I think that's where I want to end with that, that his family is hurting and we need to. Um, we need to somehow have his death recognized as something that just cannot uh, continue in its current uh, the way these things are happening more often than not. And Lauren, I, and I know we want to move on, but I think what bothered me so much with, with all of that is people were screaming at him, yo, dude, he can't breathe. He, 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 people were, were watching you and you just didn't care. You, you just didn't care. It was so, anyway, we, we've all seen it. So Flame, I'm sorry that you are there alone uh, feeling this right now because I definitely understand how, how difficult that, that, that can be, you know. I'm good, I ain't driving, I'm walking. <laughs> 
Well, I think this is a good segue to Nick because something good did end up happening in New York. I know I'm not may not be in order, but let's talk about qualified immunity because one of our flame mates actually just sounded off in the comments about qualified immunity. So let's bring that topic to light and what happened in New York City this past week. Qualified immunity. We're talking about you guys. New York City limits qualified immunity, making it easier to sue police for misconduct. And Lauren brought this subject up because we just felt like it was perfect for Laugh and Learn. We talk about these different things all the time um you know many like to confuse the language of uh defund the police and and all of that where we're talking about police reform and how activists believe that there has to be a change in the way policing is done new york city council passed legislation aimed at reforming the new york police department by making it easier to sue police officers for misconduct the council last Thursday voted to limit qualified immunity, which became a focal point of the debate to reform policing across America last summer. Now, qualified immunity is defined as a decades old legal doctrine that often shields police officers in cases of excessive force or unreasonable search and seizure. Um, the newly passed legislation would allow victims uh, of alleged police misconduct in New York City to bypass that and, and bring a case forward to be heard. So this is a big deal for people who have been fighting. For it's huge. It's huge. Flame, I, I can go ahead. I can hear it. It, it ain't going to work for me until they start snatching the pensions. That, they got to snatch the pensions. You start snatching the pensions, the police will take it more seriously about all that abuse and shit. They will because you ain't going to tell me I didn't put 20 years of my life on the line for this and now I'm, I'm going to take it all away because I... Uh, because of a crime that somebody accused me of. They, I think they, the police force had to get more serious and start snatching pension. And what for them to take it seriously? I, I'm glad that that passed, but uh-huh. it's going to take a minute for it to kick in. A minute meaning about, about 10, 15 years. Yeah, Flame, you're right. That is that police uh, pension and, and the union that is so strong because I think one of the ush, other issues around this, Lauren, you and I have talked about this. Uh, I can leave one district and go right up the street to another. So, yeah, those are things. Yeah, but go ahead. My thing is, I think it's interesting that because historically, in a lot of senses, New York City Police Department has been one of the most racist and one of the most brutal, I think, in our country. And some may argue or disagree, but that's my opinion. Um, I also my whole family, you know, grew up in New York. So I have a lot of conversations with family members just about what police were like from, you know, like the my my, my friends, my great grandmother, she's. 101 so imagine being born in 1920 and just seeing all of these different things transpire from generations and generations so i say that to say i find it interesting that they're the first city to actually you know put this into some type of legislation and law um i'm glad that they've done that and i think that hopefully this is a starting point for the reform that we're talking about because we said on this platform i personally am not in advocate of the whole defund the police because i think that we still need forms of police i think it's more so we have to be able to teach and reallocate you know for instance there's people in london that have police officers that don't necessarily carry weapons and they're able to you know disarm suspects and these sort of things without having to kill anybody so i think that this is a nice first step especially considering it's new york city and they just have an historical background of just being brutal especially when it comes to people of color so i think it's a good first step oh my god i'm looking at the comments here nicholas and, and lauren and people still talking about the whole um george floyd thing and baby america i think y'all owe us one it's about that time don't y'all owe us one y'all ain't gave us one since oj and technically y'all could have kept that one because we think the same thing y'all think we just 
We just wanted to win. <laughs> uh, should we bring in a flamet or, or two, Lauren? Should we bring in a flamet? Yeah, or two? sure. Because Let's I bring in that, a flamet. Um, th- uh, people definitely want to sound off on that. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, Cassie. Everybody else was not prepared. <laughs> Hi. Flame, <laughs> you funny and you feeling it. That's for sure. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Nick. No, my, what I say is same with Flame. Hit them in the pocket. Hit them in the pocket. If we have to pay for the stuff that we do, like if I hit you, just like when you're in a car accident, it comes out of your insurance. I think police officers should have a like an insurance on themselves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when you are a private, not private, but a, um, like when you own your own business and you have to get your insurance, you know what I'm sure. talking about? Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
police officers should have to do the same thing. You should have to have the, your own insurance on you so that when you misbehave, it's coming out of your behind. So like malpractice is what you're talking about, like with uh, doctors, malpractice insurance of some kind. Malpractice, but also not that. But like, you know, like you're a, like a locksmith, you have to get... Um, Bonded, insured. Sure. So something, I don't know if it's the same thing, but something like that. Being bonded and insured. Bonded and insured, yes. Bonded and insured. So when you mess up, it's coming out of your pocket. I agree with Flame that you hit him in the pocket, you're going to think twice before you pull that trigger. You're going to think twice before you um, do stupid crap. There's just so much stupid crap going on. And as soon as I seen that post about qualified immunity, oh, I sent it to Governor Inslee in Washington State. I sent it to the mayor of the city of Kent, to the mayor of the city of Seattle. We need qualified immunity across the United States to end it because they need to pay for their misbehavior. They really do. I agree with you, Cassie. I definitely agree with you. That's my two cents. And sometimes on earth, while we always here, wait till they get you, you know, oh, you're going you gonna to get yours when you go to heaven, when you go. I'm like, I'm I'm, uh, I want to see it now, shit. I think the only uh, challenge with that, Lauren Flame, what, what Cass talks about, which is a great idea, it all seems like retroactive or punitive after the fact, right? Like, I think our issue is we need training to change, right? Because we don't want it to get to this point. And I think that that's the problem because I think that there are many situations where officers forget that they work for us. They work for the citizenry. That's very true. Hello, I Ferris. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Lauren? <laughs> I'm good. So... Let us know what you're thinking about some of the topics we're going over. What are your thoughts? I think the George Floyd thing is is still a hard, like, hard no. Like, I can't even watch it. I didn't watch it the first time, and I don't ever want to see it. Um, and as someone whose brother was killed by the police, it all just keeps mm -hmm. on going. It's like something I've been dealing with since I was a kid, and it just hasn't stopped, and I really want to see some change for that. I mean, this little thing that they're doing in New York State is okay, but like Flame said, you got to hit them in their pockets. Like, and they can't get away with this. Like, they need to lose their pension plans. Shit, in my cases, in many cases, I think they should use, lose their damn lives. Put their asses in that chair at this point because they're doing this on purpose. He knew what he was doing. There was a previous history between these two men. He was out for blood. He killed this man. And I'm sorry, if they don't convict him, Oh, this is going to burn down. It's going to burn down because we fed up. And I, I don't want to support violence, but like at this point, if y'all do this to us, then we're going to win. Like, let me, let me say, to do? let me say something. And I, I hear, baby, when I tell you, I hear everything. When you, you, it's like you sweat whipping me with a whip, and I feel the stripes every time you speak it. Mm -hmm. But if we win, if we win, it's one victory. What is it going to change for us? I want us to win. Hear me. But we've got to think long term. If we win, what is it going to change to make us do better by us? Not just them. Because if we win, the country going to erupt in victory and joy. If we lose, the country may possibly erupt in a whole different way. But if we do get this victory as black men in this country, what are we going to do for us? Because we can't keep leaning on them to give and do for us. Yeah. So I want to, and I don't want to sound like I'm against us. You know, I love my brothers. You know, I love black. But if we win the victory, we still got to say, okay, we got this victory. Now, what else? Because this won't be nothing but one victory. What else? It has to be 
fair for everybody, not just for George Floyd. And I hope we win this. We see, we we won this without because the the evidence is right in our faces, clear. But if we win, then we just got one victory. We still got to keep pushing forward. We can't just get relaxed. That's that's my fear. We gonna get relaxed if we win, and then it's gonna happen fifty more times until it's another big one, and then you know who's next. That's my fear. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I just wish you could feel the pain that I feel right now because I I, I live in Buffalo, which is kind of like the south of the north, unfortunately. And um, there's like, I just started driving because I moved here from Brooklyn. And I have so much anxiety when I'm driving because I'm just so afraid to get pulled over. Like, it's about to be five o'clock here. And I'm like, I got to get in the car. Like, I'm deadly afraid of like driving and I have to now because I live in this city and I don't want to sound like a punk, but it's a legit, like, like I'm nervous. Like you never know what could happen. Don't, yeah, that's my take. I would don't feel like you're a punk. That's just the reality, especially that black men have to deal with black women as well. But that is a reality for you. So please don't ever say that you feel like a punk. That's something that you guys will always have to deal with mentally. And that's something that needs to be talked about. So please don't ever feel that way. I'll just say that first and foremost. And I will absolutely. And as well, I, I, I hear what you're saying too, flame in terms of us getting complacent. In terms of, let's say we get this victory with George Floyd and Derek Chauvin gets convicted. We don't want the country to get complacent. But I think that's where we step in and legislation needs to happen. You know, laws need to be created. So that's what I would say is probably what, for me, at this point in time, that's the only thing I can really think of is that we're going to have to push some legislation and some new laws forward. That's how we continue the fight and that's how we continue to push forward. Those would be my initial thoughts to the comments that you just made. Thank you. Well, thank you guys. And Flame, you owe me a show. <laughs> I promise I'm gonna make it up to you. I promise. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you. For, you thank you for the thank support, you. love. Absolutely. Thank you. And it, this this goes back to you know you guys. There, there's how how is it that everyday people are nervous just to drive their own car in their own? You know, this is what I'm talking about. This is where things have gotten to. I just be nervous to drive when my insurance expired, baby. Now you just nervous to drive because. But you remember the joke that I said on They Ready, which we just celebrated the two-year anniversary, and I said the joke was, if I'm pulled over by the police, I'm more I'm more apt to say that I'm a trans woman than I am a black man because the way the wordage is, the just the same two words different around makes the whole temperature come down. Because if I say I'm a black man with titties, sounds offensive to them, I guess. As opposed to me saying I'm a trans woman. Maybe it sounds freakish. Whatever it is, it might be the difference for me between life and death. So I would rather say I was a trans woman. You know, I don't always play the training card, but bitch, I played at the police movie over. A trans woman! <laughs> well, hey, I think that um, anytime we feel like we're in a fit of survival, you do whatever you can to survive uh, the yeah, situation. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Lauren, should we move on to the next topic there? Yes, or, this you, this is going to be a heavy show. I just yeah. want to pre-warn us. It's, it's really, it's a heavy show, but these are topics that we have to discuss and that we would love insight on. I just feel like Laugh and Learn, the whole purpose is to provide a space so we can have these conversations. And sometimes they're going to be heavy and sometimes they're going to be lighthearted, but that's just the premise of this show. So I'll just say as a forewarning to you guys, we got heavy topics we're talking about today. So uh, back stick to with the us. man that we just had on the show. I'm, I agree with some of these comments. If you feel all that in your city, you really need to move because you're never going to find happiness there because you're going to always walk around in fear and it's not good to live in fear. You should leave that town. 
find another job. You're going to just have to make it. It'll work out somewhere else. It always does. It always does. I think it's, but, um, yeah, go ahead, Lauren. No, no, no. I was turning it over to you to see I if think you want to I was going to go ahead and move us in the direction. Lauren, we, we have like three other things, but I'm going to try to, I want to get on this and then we can get off. We, because we, we brought up last week, we had talked about um, the hashtag Stop Asian Hate was trending. No sooner than we wrapped our show, Lauren, we had another mass shooting. Like literally, we have had this conversation before that there's always another story waiting in the media cycle to, um, I won't say eclipse the one before, but maybe shift focus. And I think that that is what's happened with the, uh, with the most recent shooting du jour, right? Um, and, and we were just talking about that one, the, the new mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado. I think Vesper, I don't know if Vesper is here. Hey, shooting du jour, <laughs> Nicholas, you can't, you can't decorate shooting. Did you just say, hold on, did you just say shooting the shoe with Nicholas? <laughs> I, was, I, wasn't I wasn't trying, trying to, be, to be, yeah, yeah I didn't I know. Didn't know. Um, you can't decorate a shooting, did you? Oh, I, I, <laughs> y'all get Nicholas, y'all get Nicholas. Nicholas, Lord, is that up? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just feel like we have one every day, you know? Well, well, uh, that's what I want to talk about because I think, I don't know if Vesper's on here because I do want to bring him in at some point because we are going to talk about what happened in Georgia later on too. But he said it last week. He was saying it's like these shootings were going to start and it's almost like it was a prelude to what our week was going to be like. And... It's crazy. The world is opening up again. You know, COVID is the cases are coming down in some states and some they're going up, i.e. Florida. But it just seems like there's a new shooting every day. It just seems like there's a new shooting every day. I'm sorry, girl. Wait, wait. <laughs> Flame, wear your mask. You'll be fine. You sure will. <laughs> but yeah, it just seems like there's a new shooting every day. I think last week. Last Wednesday or Thursday, I saw that there was like another four shootings in Atlanta. Yeah. There were three here in Los Angeles. And there's just shootings happening that aren't even being covered because I guess it's not, a, you know, there's not many victims. But there's so many shootings happening every day. And it's just like enough is enough. Like what's what's going on? What's Lauren, going on? Two things. We're, we're, you Just to touch on what you were saying that uh, what CNN did is they released just the number of shootings that have actually happened during 2020. But sometimes they just happen so often. And unfortunately, they cited uh, flame in our hometown of Chicago. They say they just happen so much that it just doesn't stop the news cycle. So the mayor is not going to go out. Yeah, we have 14 people shot. What do you what, what do you want to do? Because if we did that every day, I don't know that it becomes too much or it just becomes white noise. But the, the idea was there have been a number of shootings. The shootings continue to happen. There was another shooting in Philadelphia uh, uh, where like uh, eight or 14 people were shot. But again, it doesn't rise to the level of the supermarket thing because it was more of a house party and it's just part of the gun violence that happens. And and so that that's the deal that maybe we need to take a new look at that. But I think that's part of the problem, too, though, is that because so many shootings are happening, it's like, oh, we're going to normalize it. Yeah. People dying and people being shot is never something that should be normalized. And I feel like that's what's starting to happen. It's like, oh, yeah, another shooting happened, but 10 people didn't die. So thank God for that. No, that should that should not be the case. Shooting should not be taking place right now. We need gun control. We need gun reform ASAP because we brought this up for the simple fact that the shooter in Atlanta was able to register and buy a gun the same day. But you can't even yeah. do that with voting. Yeah. 
is absolutely ridiculous. So something's something's got to give. Something has got to give. It's just it's unacceptable that it's just we're just hearing about all these shootings and nobody's really flinching anymore. I think it, ha- it has become the norm. We were talking about this. Uh, Flame and I were talking about this also just after this happened. We both saw a sound, a sound bite, an interview with a young man who was about 20. And he just talked about how uh, he saw his friend get shot, but knew he could not run to her and offer aid or else he himself would have been shot. That he has not been in school since he's been in school where he has not had an active shooter drill. Like Flame and mm. I talked about, we, I, I have no idea. What do you do with that, right? We did the earthquake thing where you got that, you know, everybody in California does. You do the earthquake thing, you get under the table. That was the only drill we had or maybe a fire drill every now and then. The idea that a classmate might come into the school and, or someone who isn't a classmate may come into the school and open fire. The kids now are so uh, indoctrinated with what to do um, that it becomes second nature that they know how to huddle get quiet, lock the door, barricade. What? What are you talking about? So yeah, I, I feel like they, yeah. they've grown up with your generation, Lauren, I think has grown up with the idea of uh, school is not necessarily always a safe space. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember even when I was in high school, there was um, a bomb scare that a student was bringing a bomb to the school and was going to blow up our school because he was being bullied. And we didn't go to school for a week. Because they had to make sure they had to do a bomb sweep. The dogs had to come up. And then ever since that happened, like my last two years of high school, we had random dogs come into our school where they had to. And I went to school in Torrance, Torrance, California for all the that's the uppity place. I went to school, you know, with a lot of white kids and a lot of Asian kids. So and there was a small group of black kids at um, my high school, but it became routine. The dogs came to the school to do bomb sweeps, to do drug sweeps, to make sure that we were safe and we were okay. It just became a part of life. So I think that maybe my my time in high school was the beginning of what we're really seeing now. Because mm. my mom my mom has said to me, had if I was in high school right now, she was like, I would have homeschooled you. I wouldn't feel comfortable sending you to high school wow. at this day and age. You would be homeschooled. Flame, you remember when we were in school, the only scandal was maybe if somebody came up pregnant, that, that, that was literally the only thing that we might had have... those two. We oh. had those two. <laughs> that, was, that would be me. That would be me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that line right there. That one line right there. Let me put the head in and work for me and on me. Good God. Uh, look, <laughs> it is it is disheartening that these students are going on like this. And like y'all both said, honey, it just has become commonplace. I don't know why these people are so angry. Uh, and that some of it is racism, some of it is yourself. Hey, here's my thing. If you want to kill yourself, have at it. At home, not in your room. I'm not I'm not promoting that. I'm hoping you can talk to somebody else, but why you why must you go out and kill seventy people? Innocent children and old ladies, people who live in their lives just at the grocery store, just at a gas station, not even thinking about that. They don't know you. And maybe if you talk to them, you might change your mind. But you didn't because you went out on a mission to just kill people to get what? Some notoriety for killing a bunch of innocent people. You know how many lives these people have affected? One death affects how many different people? Yeah, so yeah. Some people are loved by so many people. It's just fucked up, period. And you're right. They need to change the gun laws. And I'm sick of y'all telling about everybody who got these AK assault rifles got mental illness. They not fucking mental illness. They fucked up. They hate themselves. So they want to kill everybody because they hate themselves. Like they must see themselves when they shoot these people. I believe that. They see themselves. 
Cuckoo Patty ass. I said it. And like you said, Flame, it affects other people. Uh, they were just talking about the resi- residual effect. Like the, uh, the, the one guy who happened to be an officer had like seven kids. And they're saying that not only are th- those children affected, their friends now know them as, oh, they're, that's so-and-so. Their dad was the one killed. That they even start to treat them differently. That, that yeah, that the effects are just uh, a ripple effect for everyone involved. Absolutely. And I'll just say this, too. It's not even just the mass shootings. Yes, they're on the rise. But I don't know if you guys saw this story um, yesterday. Two teenage girls, one 13 and 15, were arrested, I believe, in Maryland for a carjacking that went wrong. They tased an Uber driver because they tried to steal his car and he ended up running into the side of like a building and he was killed. So it's just, I don't know what's going on in our country right now. It's just a lot of um, turmoil, it seems like. 13 and 15, two girls tried to do a carjacking and ended up killing the Uber driver because he ran, they tased him. They tased him with a stun gun and he, he... Yeah, lost control. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. That's that's almost my daughter's age, and and here and here it is, Lauren and Nick. As a parent, you think to yourself. I think to myself. I don't know how they were raised or their parents. How much drama have they had? Have been a trauma? Have they been through in their young lives to give them enough energy or strength or the heart to pull off something like this? This is like this ain't like stealing a piece of candy out the store, you know. I, this ain't like oh I, I'm I'm you I'm pushing this off my shoulder we gonna fight this is some serious BS what yeah. kind of shit have they been through in their young lives to make them have the courage to do some shit like this that that's where you started at the source we always yeah. hear people talk about generational trauma that clearly I'm with you on that one flame something has to be going on in the, the lives of those young women that um that this is something that they're doing carjacking is that's that's pretty big you know um at 13 and 15 absolutely what well at 13 what was i doing i was playing catch a girl kiss a girl i was always the girl y'all and i always (laughs) (laughs) well hey you kind of glossed over but i do want to say congratulations can i believe that was two years ago they ready yeah yay they ready they ready did y'all see that interview i did when he cracked we did that. When we did that interview, Lauren, about a month ago. February, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's out there. Yeah, carjacking is. But I, and I'm looking at the comments, and carjacking is serious business. But the 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 reality is, at 13, little girls thinking about little boys, or or you know whatever they're going through, not carjacking somebody. That is crazy. Like, damn, what has this child experienced to be able to have the nerve? Bitch, I'm I'm 35, and I would never have the balls to do that. Well, I got about her, and I'm 35. Let me don't even tell this whole lie. But I, I was like, where are we going with this? <laughs> I still don't have the gumption to want to do something like that. That is like wow. And 13, Lauren, I'm like, you 13? 13. That's a baby. Yeah. Well, She's just to close on that, nothing in the federal system would have prevented the suspect, who we will not name because we don't want to glorify these people, from passing a background check and buying a firearm. And that goes back to what you said, Lauren, that we have to do something with some kind of reform. I don't know what the answer is, but we've got to have the conversation. And anytime we have a Senate that is divided like this, it won't even bring the issue to the floor. I feel like um, I'm with you, Flame. I don't know what if Sandy Hook didn't do it. I really don't have much hope for uh, anything after that, because I would think our most precious resource would have been the catalyst uh, to to invoke change. 
And I just want to bring this up too. The crazy thing is we, we, there's so many different instances we can, you know, go back in history to Columbine, all these different things. But the crazy thing is the shooting that happened in Atlanta was, I believe, uh, the day before or the day after the anniversary of the Parkland shooting. Wow. See? Literally. Yeah. So it's just, something's got to be done. Something's and I feel like on that note too, we can kind of segue, we can segue into, um, the next topic, which would honestly be Georgia. Let's let's talk about Georgia. We're talking about legislation, reform. Let's talk about what happened in Georgia with Park Cannon. Georgia, Park Cannon. <laughs> Georgia lawmaker says she is shaken but not uh, shaken but resolved following their arrest at the election uh, bill signing. So what are we talking about? Uh, Representative Park Cannon, Democrat out of Georgia, uh, was arrested for knocking on the door while Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a sweeping election bill um, to continue the fight of uh, voting rights in Georgia. Uh, Cannon faces charges of obstructing, obstructing law enforcement and disrupting a general assembly uh, after she repeatedly knocked on the door of Kemp's office as he held a private live stream of the bill signing. The 90-page bill adds new voting requirements for Georgia residents following the results of the 2020 election that flipped the traditionally red state blue. I'll just... Payback. I'll go payback. ahead, Georgia's still, Georgia's still on payback going for you. I know that's because you lived there for a while. They still on payback. Y'all know they still mad at Georgia that they can even turn help flip Georgia blue. That's all payback shit. They playing dirty politics. That's all it is. But guess what? We don't... Democrats gonna have to get low. Shit, we gonna have, they gonna have to play. You can't uh, you can't rise above in this situation because they don't think they're doing anything wrong. They're so used to doing it their, their way that they're not gonna see it no other way. Democrats gonna have to get low. Democrats gonna have to get grinding. Well, well, more so to that, I just want to explain the the um, the depth of this bill signing because 2022 is going to be a really really big year in Georgia. Uh, Senator Warnock's seat is going to be up for re-election. Governor Kemp's seat is going to be up for re-election, and so is the mayor. So this bill that uh, Brian Kemp signed was so um, important and is bringing so much attention for a myriad of reasons because Georgia has some really important elections coming up in 2022. So... I really hope, you know, Stacey Abrams has done such a great job. I hope in a lot of ways she ends up running for governor again next year because I think that her being in that position is going to be such a saving grace for us. Um, you know, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom, like I said, her seat's going to be up. They don't know what's going to be happening in terms of the mayoral seat in Georgia. So this bill was... The timing of it is no surprise because they knew what they were doing. And I'll just take it a step further, too, for the simple fact that the, when the bill was signed, it was signed in secret. Like Nick said, there was all white men surrounding Brian Kemp. And what I did know, too, is in the photo that they took, there's an image or a painting behind them. And it's actually of uh, I think it's the Hamilton Plantation. And that's so uh, significant to the simple fact that y'all are signing this modern day Jim Crow bill to restrict voter access. Let's just call a spade a spade. And you've got this plantation, this image, glorified image of a plantation where slaves were brutalized and murdered and everything else behind you. If this was just something so special. Yeah. So the subliminals um, around this whole situation are very telling as well. So and also, Lauren, to piggyback that no one wanted this. 
Like, here's the deal. None of, if you talk to Georgia voters, Georgia voters were polled. None of them wanted changes to the elections. Um, and, and there are a couple of things that just stand out in particular. Like, an overwhelming majority of uh, both Republican and Democratic voters uh, saw no need for a change to the law and, in fact, wanted more access where they could expand voting by mail, could expand earlier voting, could expand drop-off places. So these are all the things that have traditionally worked for the GOP uh, that they have instead worked to cut back in an effort, many argue, uh, to repress or suppress the uh, the black vote, uh, particularly mm-hmm. things like souls to the polls, where, for those who don't know, you know, church leaders would, hey, everybody would board the bus after service on Sunday and go and vote as, as, as a group. You know, they made they made it a an activity that, w- that was fun and people were engaged in the political process. Well, they, they're cutting back on that. Some, some of these things seem specifically targeted. Uh, another that uh, I found just really interesting like why would you do that uh they're making it harder for people to actually stand in line lauren you're standing in Mm -hmm. line and and you it's georgia and maybe it's a little warm i come to hand you a sandwich or a bottle of water i am now breaking the law it is illegal for me to give you water while standing in line uh to vote and i or uh, i can't also i can't sit there here your, your mom is like hey nick hold me a spot my mother's like nick hold me a spot till i get there i can't then step out and let her step step into that spot so you sit there you ask it seems almost punitive like you what was the what was the motivation the 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 killer in this though they've also done this whole thing where now they can supersede the official in that position so now Raffensperger yes, Raffensperger yes. has no say anymore so now your yep. secretary your secretary who has that role who is trained in that role uh they and to Raffensperger's credit uh he really did run like the clean he didn't want the election to go, go that way either let's make let, let's let's be clear but what it was an attack on his professionalism to say that it did not go the way that it should have so now they have enacted new legislation uh that will allow them to come in and supersede what had been officiated by uh the the secretary yep that's called spitting in our face with our mouth open mm-hmm. yeah it is and i and i think nick to the question of what's the intention i i'll just say this the intention is that the geo trump in a lot of ways, I know we all hate Trump, but Trump honestly pulled the the covers back on a lot of things. What? And that's one thing I will say that I'm grateful for him because those closeted racists, racists, those closeted racists that were trying to hide, they've been brought to the forefront. The folks that really the GOP, in a sense, the GOP is finally showing their true colors in terms of we don't really care about the people. We just want our people to stay in office so we can keep pushing our own agenda. So I hope that we're all understanding and really focusing on what's happening in Georgia specifically, because they're the first state to enact this legislation. I'm sure they're not going to be the last. I'm sure they're not going to be the last. I'll just end on this note. I just think that I hope that we're all paying attention to what's happening because it's definitely, it's history in the making for sure. Right. So, and we definitely need, we need action on the federal level because if every, uh, because the the truth is there are even democratic states that could do a lot better California about expanding access to voting as well. There are places that are blue that could also do a little bit more about early voting, a little bit better 
matter about mail-in voting, absentee voting. It would be great if we had a federal system that allowed everyone who's uh, legally eligible to vote to be able to vote and not put these hurdles in their way. Just that simple. Absolutely. I don't know if California is one, though. We're pretty wide open. I think we're more of the most open states. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. I think some other states could do no, a better right. job no, before you, California. You are indeed. I'm just saying that I would like everybody to expand and do even better. Like what, wherever yeah. we are, I feel like we could do even better with, with it. You know, it is still yeah. easier. I think, Lauren, it's easier for us in so, many cases to, to get a driver's license than it is to register and vote. You know, it, it shouldn't be all these barriers. Like, come on, if Lauren can't make it, why can't she? Lauren, we can do almost everything else from our phone. You can bank from your yeah. phone and transfer funds. Why can't right. you register a vote from your phone? Right. No, I, I hear you for sure. So that, that that's all I'm saying there. Uh, why don't we go ahead and, and, and try to lift it a little bit? Because I think um, one, two, two other topics that I want to make sure that we touch on. Um, I do kind of want to hit on how Virginia has ended the death penalty. You know, that that's a switch for, you know, a southern. They just, had a, big they just had a big shooting in Virginia Beach. They sure did. Oh, yeah. Oh, Virginia Beach is wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, college town. Uh-huh. So, uh, I'm sorry, Nick, because I just completely went off topic. Yeah. Oh, hey, that, that, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. The death penalty ended sooner than expected in Virginia, and for some, not soon enough. Uh, what they have done is Virginia has decided that they are no longer going to do uh, the death penalty. And uh, this is one of those things that people... Um, feel like it's um huge and and it is because uh uh this is this is the governor uh in many ways saying that it should not be up to man to put man to death that there has to be other ways that we can deal with mm -hmm. our, our most violent offenders man, man takes another man a man takes another man's life so is it up to him to do that he made the choice he made the choice the murderer made the choice Sometimes it was accidental, but the murderer made the choice. Uh, I used to think that I wasn't for the death penalty, but like for some shit, like when you fuck up a kid and you molest a kid, you know, I don't want you to be able to relive that. I would rather know that you did. I don't want you to be able to lay in a cell for 25 years and relive the thought that you molested that kid and, you and, and the joy that you got out of it or whatever your sick man concocted while you was doing it. I don't want you to sit, lay around and enjoy that. I want you out. Immediately, some of these people stay on death row too long. Let me just say that shit. Some people be on death row bitch for like thirty years, bitch. That's a whole lifetime to some people. Like, uh, hey, yeah. What happened to the death row back in Selma days? What happened to burning at the cross? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, open this up to some of those flavors because I know people would definitely. I've seen yeah. some of these comments. Shit. What were you saying, Lauren? No, I kind of I'm I'm kind of like flame. I have some mixed feelings about the death penalty. I'm going to be honest, because I think one, it's been um, adversely geared towards, you know, people of color who are, you know, those that are on death row. But in some ways, I think that some crimes are very fitting for the death penalty, for sure. I, that's how I feel. Governor so, Ralph Northam signed the bill last Wednesday banning the death penalty, making Virginia the first of the old Confederate states to do so. Over the past 400 years, Virginia has executed more prisoners than any other state. It is the second most prolific death penalty state of the modern era, only behind the great state of Tejas. You know, I had to get you. You know, I had to get you, Miss T.T. Jan, because the topics were just heavy and we just need some... 
knowledge today. So go ahead. Yeah, you know, I'm, everything seems to move really fast when it comes for the black community to pay for it. Um, and I think, generally speaking, if you remember that, you have to self-motivate yourself constantly, locally, and you move further along. Because when you vote locally, that's where you see the first, the first benefits for your vote or something you support. You have to become active, and then you pass that on. Um, you know, the death penalty, now that we're seeing all these shootings, of course they're going to make it more attractive for these people to sit there at our expense. At our expense. And they're killing, you know, randomly. You know, it, it puts a notch in their bedpost. All of a sudden, it's fashionable to really express your hatred. As close as we get to putting some type of boundaries on assault weapons, you have a whole movement that now they want you to believe they sleep with their guns. They like their kids, but they love their guns. And it just gets more complicit the more you think about it. And I was listening to some young black men talk. They were like, I'm having trouble with this thing called God. I mean, how's he letting this plague stay over our heads? And the only words that I could give them is value yourself. Love yourself more than anybody can hate you. Never get mm. caught up in what the fellow's doing next to you. If you handle mm. yourself like you're about your business, that just makes them want to be you more. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, all the terminology, can't no bitch do what I do. Say it again to me. <laughs> Not nobody. But, I mean, you know, everything about us is desired. You know what I mean? Um, uh, it, when somebody falls, they're looking for the black woman to kiss it and make it better. Everybody emulates the black woman, but they don't want any of the suffering that we go through. They just want to use us like an accessory. And until we put the value back in ourselves, you know, at any level, love yourself, push yourself. Don't get caught up in generational curses or plagues on people because you're lending yourself too much to negative energy. We just have to, as, as, as a people, as whatever you do every single day, push yourself. Always be about making yourself better. And that doesn't have to come with great rewards. If you go and ask a question on your child's behalf, you have exercised being a proactive parent. You have to change the narrative. And the simple is that I'm sure the folks in Atlanta, if they're smart, they I know Stacy had to know that there was going to be backlash. You know, Kumo should have knew that there was going to be backlash. So you have to already have your soldiers in, a, in, in, a, in order. They already have to be marching to a beat. You know, and that's, that's what anything. Act like you happy on your job. People will come for you just being happy. You know, pull up in something new and you didn't tell everybody in the office you were getting ready to do that. Let them find out that your child is going to a private school. It, it, it doesn't take a lot to make people angry. And, and this preconceived notion of what you should just want or have. Break out of that mode. You can have whatever you want as long as you pay for it. 
Quit seeing yourself at a level. You can have it. Push through. I, I don't give a damn about a plea. We have to push through. And it's as ugly for me having a very dark, full-figured son as it is for anybody. But all I can tell him is be about dressing up your resume and pushing forward. Let me just say this. Miss T.T. Jan, you didn't you didn't dropped about 100 gems in all of what you just talked about right now. And this is why we appreciate you so much. I just I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was a myriad of gems that was just dropped. You know, it, I think it's it's all of us and we're all looking for hope. Lauren, it's like as soon as we nudge a little bit, here we come with somebody extremely stupid to make us. I know hope. hope. You want me to call? Look, I know hope. You want me to call? You want a number? <laughs> oh, oh, I know the <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring you back around, Jen, because I was—I felt that that rope was dope coming, baby. Do not get discouraged. Be encouraged, and just keep pushing, keep pushing. And because they want us to feel like we're defeated, that's the reason they're scrambling. Yeah. Because if they think they if they can create all this mass confusion, then they've gotten into our, our psyche to start letting us fight amongst ourselves and in our own brains. Whatever you're doing, keep doing. I'm not selling school, but if you go to school, go to school with a vengeance. If you're going to go to a trade school, go to trade school with a vengeance. If you're going to start a business, start a business with a vengeance. Quit wearing your money and invest your money. We can all do it. You know, it's not anything, you know, I didn't come for money, but my portfolio looks really good. So get, get your knowledge, keep pushing. That's what makes people, you know, respect you. They don't want to respect you. They, they really don't. They feel hmm. better. They don't want to own racism, but they like the works of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're quite comfortable with racism, but they don't want to own it. There's nothing new about uh, the police department turning on peaceful protesters. There's nothing new about that. We've all heard about not driving in certain places when it gets dark. This is absolutely nothing new. But now all of a sudden, because we say, wait a minute, Black Lives Matter, what are they talking about? What do you know, my life matters. Well, you know what? We mattered when you brought us over on ships. If everybody life mattered. Miss can, can I just say? Can I just say that that was the only cruise I was ever on? <laughs> that's that's the one that I wasn't on, <laughs> but I'm paying the first class tax for it. You know, that was like no, y'all missed that whole joke. That went all over y'all here. You brought they brought us over here on ship. Oh yeah, oh. oh. Oh, okay, shit, tough room. Fuck it. No, no, Jan, we, we, yeah, we were no, with you. Yeah. We, we, we got you. you. Absolutely, you're right. But Miss Titi Jan, thank thank you so much. We Miss Titi Jan, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for coming on here and dropping gems. Yeah, I love thank you. you. Yes, yes. All right. thank hey, you so you much. Bye, Jan. Lord, Jan had that. Jan had that yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. You know, guys, we know t today's show was a lot, but I think it's just reflecting uh, everything that we're all kind of carrying. You know, um, TT Jan just said something. If you're going to do something, do it with your whole heart. A flame, I'm not going to tell your business because you told a little bit of it. But I just want to say and I hope that this is where where, you know, this is why I constantly have hope because I'm so excited about the opportunity that 
one of your children may have. And, and it's just, it just, it lets me know that, you know, uh, there's a whole world out there that, uh, th this young promise and talent, uh, can literally be that, that beacon of change, you know? So those are the times when you have to sit back and say, you know what, there, there is a light somewhere in all of this darkness right now. And I'll just say this, Lori's about to step out and Lauren's about to step in. We're not going to say nothing about that. So flame, let's just say, thank you and let that go. Okay. Yeah. There we go. But you know I want. You know I want to do it for bragging rights. I can't. I know hardly you do. We're not doing that I'm yet. Let's. We got to sign some paperwork. We got to sign some paperwork first. We got to sign some documents yeah, yeah, yeah. first. So, so we're not gonna say before, nothing before we go anywhere. Flame, what do you got coming up? Oh, I'm going to see the president. We're supporting Fantasia from his glamorous. It's only in about like an hour and a half. I'm gonna take a shower and, and get through some. I'm gonna see y'all picture the outfit later. Um, other than that, listen, we're gonna try to do wherever we work out with with another show but uh y'all call it in hit hold on up at he she we bookings at gmail because we taking them as they come uh respectfully respectfully is the word respect <laughs> respectful is the word today uh we mm -hmm. give you five on that one well thank everybody i want to thank everybody for listening at home or on the go and i want to remind you that if you like something you heard today to definitely uh comment uh and and like and share it because it helps others to find laugh and learn and at the end of the day we say this all the time but it really is true we are not trying to get anybody to change their mind we are simply just trying to get you guys to use your mind because why flame Cause you got a hell of a man to use her. She'll be feeling like I'm feeling right about that. Cause I'm feeling groovy, baby. Just groovy. No, seriously. Once you use your man, because your choice is always yours. The choice is always yours, but you have to be comfortable with the choice that you make, not that somebody else make for you. Cause I'm telling you right now, anybody gonna tell me what to do? Cause that's what's wrong with me now. Cause I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanna do. Cause if I don't wanna do it, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Nick, where can everybody find you? Very yes, good. Nick, and where can everybody great. find you? Looking forward to seeing you soon, friend. Uh, find me on Flame Monroe, Monroe Flame, all that. And we thank you so much. And yeah, come on, where we find y'all at? Because I'm done. Yes, you're I'm trying. You see me trying to move forward and wrap it up. I'm trying to be as discreet as possible. Damn. Okay, Laura, you did a fantastic job, Laura. Thank you so much for helming the ship. You can find me at Nick Smith News on Instagram and, and Twitter. And yes, I yeah. heard everybody sounding off about me in Nashville this weekend. So yes, I was in a couple of. We'll, we'll I talk wasn't going to bring that up, but anyway, we'll talk <laughs> offline about that one. Yes, I indeed. am Lauren Hogan on YouTube, but I am Lauren Armani H on Instagram. As always, we thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Also, remember the new uh, way that we're doing it: the audio comes out on Thursdays, the video will come out on Saturday. Y'all got it early this past week; is going to come out on Saturday. We love you guys. Flame, anything else? Uh, girl, you got it. All right. <laughs> Bye, you guys. <laughs> Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.